This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and today I have a very special guest with me. I'm joined by The Straits Times' very own China correspondent, Ao Cheng Wei. Hello, I'm Cheng yes, Wei from hi. The Straits Times. I'm based in Beijing. I've been here since yes. May. Ah. Uh, I am kind of new to the Chinese entertainment scene, but I started covering uh, celebrities in China since the Chris Wu incident, and then um, I've written also about Zhao Wei's recent cancellation. Yes, and why do we have Cheng Wei on? He sort of explained it because today we are talking about the the recent spate of celebrity cancellations in China and the clamping down on the entertainment industry and fandom in Chinese entertainment. Um, so uh, this is I'm going to do a very brief introduction because this is an ongoing story, right? And there are like a lot of people who got cancelled. A lot of people are embroiled or involved in some stuff. But suffice to say that following Chris Wu, who we discussed in our last episode, so you can go check that out. A lot more people have been cancelled in China for various reasons, although none as bad as like you know raping multiple young women. Um, and the Chinese authorities are also coming down very hard la, on a lot of facets of entertainment and fandom culture in China. And cancellation in China, right, is really not like Hollywood style cancel. Like Kevin Spacey is still off in France, like you know making I don't know what he's doing, hanging out with his rich friends. It's not like Louis C.K. is still doing stand up shows and comedy clubs across the USA. It's like. You are cancelled by the Chinese government. Like all the shows that you have ever been in are deplatformed. They are not on the Chinese internet. You are erased from Baidu entries. You are banned for life from working in Chinese entertainment. That's the level of cancellation here, and that's what Ching Wei and I will talk to you today about. Um, again, this issue is very dense. Uh, to properly really cover in one episode. So today we'll really focus more on the specific uh celebrity cancellations and our own thoughts. Uh. Most um will bring up the two case studies. So one is um the actor Zhang Zhehan who starred in the wildly popular drama Word of Honor this year. He was famous for four months before he disappeared. And then um Vicky Zhao Zhao Wei who Chen Wei talked about just now, uh she played Xiao Yanzi um Little Swallow in the very seminal Chinese drama My Fair Princess, also known as Huan Zhu Gege. And then we'll just run down what happens, give our own thoughts, and then I think like the last part of the podcast, we'll probably just discuss some recent news about, you know, how China has been reining in different aspects of its uh popular culture. So, celebrity cancellations, as I said, there are quite a few. Cheng Wei, you covered the Chris Wu incident, right? Yes, I did. Hmm. How was it like? Was it like? Very intense during that period. I think the news of uh the police arresting Chris Wu sparked the latest wave at that point in time when you know all the fans started saying that you know we'll go and rescue him from the prison. We will, <laughs> we will go, uh, we'll overthrow the PLA because we simply have way more um yeah, people the than, the, yeah, army. than the army soldiers. So that was kind of the peak. The, the the last peak uh, of the Chris Wu saga. So of course, this Chris Wu, this this peak follows um, the allegations of rape, the stories that went on, people citing Tu Meizhu, people complaining about her apparent uh, apparent like supposed greed, you know. So you have all that as the background. So that was that that high. Uh, so that's Chris Wu who got cancelled again. Our previous episode was on that. We also did an episode on the scandal of Chen Shuang. 
and her surrogate babies. And she was also recently fined for tax evasion and also officially got cancelled. Uh, so again, you know, those two cases, you can go uh, listen to our old episodes. But today, we want to focus on two case studies, which are kind of linked because Zhang Zhehan is signed to Vicky Zhao's company, if I'm not wrong. And um, he wasn't always signed to her. I think he was signed to her like maybe in like 2019. I can't remember. But so today, we'll just talk about that. Um, I, I will cover the cancellation. I'll run it down very briefly and then we'll go into our own thoughts. I'll ask Ching Wei for his thoughts and I'll give mine. So Zhang Zhehan, as I said, he's an actor he's been he's very cute he's like exactly my type of looks but anyway <laughs> i know Cheng Wei doesn't agree with me but <laughs> he is my type okay anyway super my type of looks anyway he's an actor who's been acting for like 10 years without really truly making it big um i think the last thing i saw him in was like the last thing i saw him in before world of honor was Nirvana and Fire in which he appeared for like 5 minutes as a young ling shu as a younger version of huke Hooker's character. Uh, and Nirvana and Fire is one of China's most successful period dramas ever. But he was only in like five minutes out of like maybe 56 episodes. Anyway, so he finally made it big after getting cast and acting in the drama Word of Honor, which is a boy's love drama, meaning it is adapted from a boy's love novel, which has explicitly uh, homosexual themes. But to because homosexuality is not portrayed on TV in China, it's banned from portray, being portrayed on TV in China. Uh, they are adapted to be like bros, la, like bros who say things like, I cannot live without you, but they are bros, la, okay? Anyway... Um, the drama has 11 million hits, if I'm not wrong. The first episode has 11 million hits on YouTube. So it's really huge. And then he was famous for four months after the drama ended. And then he got promptly erased from Chinese entertainment. The reason is because photos of him visiting uh, Yasukuni Shrine in Tokyo, a shrine that still houses Japanese war dead, including Class A war criminals. So people who really did things like people who made the decision to massacre Nanjing, for example, uh, their house in that shrine. It is a shrine that sometimes Japanese politicians visit, and every time they do so, Japan-China relationships deteriorate. Uh, because, of course, you know, China was a victim of uh, you know, Japanese war crimes in World War II, and it's still a very, very touchy, very sensitive topic for them. Uh, so he took photos in front of, like, sakura trees, and he was like, yay, like, you know, he had, like, the peace sign and everything. Uh, there was also another shrine involved because he was at a wedding. There was also uh, a photo with a woman who made some very controversial statements about China. But suffice to say, Yasukuni is the reason why he is erased off the internet. Consequences, he apologized. It was too late. He was gone in four hours. It's really like very, very quick. The speed at which he was gone was very scary because one day he was like still appearing on Zhibo, right? Because in China, people sell things on live stream and it's a very common thing for celebrities to come on live stream to sell products. And he was on a live stream like the day before, the next day, every single one of his endorsements, which I think was, if I'm not wrong, it's like maybe 26 or 28 endorsement deals that came out of um, his popularity after Word of Honor were severed immediately. His Weibo was shut down. He even, I think he owns self and shut down his Instagram account because it's gone. Um, all the movies and dramas he filmed that have yet to air will not air. Every drama that he has ever been in has been deplatformed. As far as I know, it was deplatformed off the Chinese internet. Word of Honor, however, is still up on YouTube and Netflix. Um, 
and things that fans have made, meaning fan-made videos of things like Word of Honor. So you make your own cuts and edits or what, right? Or you make reaction videos to Word of Honor episodes. All of that is gone. It has all been taken down. Um, if you search Word of Honor on Baidu, the Baidu entry doesn't show his name. It doesn't show his photos. So he played the character Zhou Zishu and the character of Zhou Zishu has no actor attached to it because of this. Uh, his music, because he sings a little bit, he's actually quite a good singer. Uh, it was removed off Chinese streaming. Uh, that's Zhang Jiahan. Now we move on to Vicky Zhao. Uh, we will talk about thoughts, you know, at the end of the 2K studies. Vicky Zhao is, who is she? It's Xiao Yanzi. Okay, do I, have I, do I need to say more? Like, does no one know who Xiao Yanzi is? My fair princess, Panchu Kaka. Is it a data reference, Chang Chengwei, do you think? <laughs> Uh, I think it might be depending on you know the the listeners out there, but I do okay. think that people know who she is. Generally but it is also la. important to note that you know she was only there for like two seasons, right? Then subsequently there was a new Xiao Yanzi. So not to be confused yeah. with the new Xiao Yanzi, she is the old Xiao Yanzi, but she's, she's not Xiao Yanzi. She's OG. Yeah, she's yeah, OG Xiao Yanzi. OG Xiao Yanzi. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So the next gen Xiao Yanzi is Huang Yi, if I'm not wrong. Then I think got another version of. My Fair Princess that didn't do very well. She's yeah. also a billionaire actress. Like, she is one of the richest actresses in China. She is married to a billionaire, Huang Yulong, who is, by the way, a Singaporean citizen and they bought a very, very expensive 28 million, if I'm not wrong, <laughs> penthouse in Singapore last year and it, that got onto the Business Times. So, <laughs> so you can go and check that out. Um, they have a daughter who was born in Singapore. So, um, they call her si, Xiao Si Yue, mm, I think. Yes. And then, uh, she's very rich. She also has like a French vineyard or something. Correct, I, I, I drank her wine once because she came to Singapore <laughs> and I went to cover the event. So I drank her wine once. I don't remember how good it was. Anyway, reasons for cancellation. Literally, nobody knows. No one knows why. There are theories, but we'll get into that in our thoughts. She was removed from the shows. Like her name was removed from the shows she previously worked on, including the shows that she directed, which is uh, Zhi Qingchun, So Young, if I'm not wrong. And her, I heard her Weibo is still alive. Like, apparently she like wished somebody happy birthday like just a just two days ago or something. But no one knows where she is. There is no explanation on exactly why she has been erased and cancelled. Okay, now go, Chengwei. What are your thoughts on these two case studies? <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Uh, okay, just to confirm. Let's start with Zhang Jiahan. Okay, uh, for Zhang Jiahan, right? I think the first mm. thing that struck me was how like you said you know how fast that cancellation was mm. because it was mm. I think it was in the afternoon when uh, news of um, his photos mm. being taken at Yasukuni Shrine and the uh, other incident uh, was out but then by evening he was cancelled so was it's gone. as if mm. um, we don't know it's as if he never you know appeared in Chinese media the entertainment mm. scene, right? The same thing with mm. Chris Wu. Um, even mm. though I must emphasize, uh, the two crimes don't seem to, yeah. They don't match up, lah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't quite match up in in terms of, mm. I guess, the level of harm on an international level. Even on a level of harm on on individuals, I would say, raping multiple young women definitely seems worse, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, as you and I were talking about earlier and you mentioned this idea of uh, some the, the concept of an original scene la. so maybe that one mm. uh, trumps over mm. everything but that is in the Chinese context of course yeah I was saying just now that um, I had a friend who said 
in China things related to nationalism, uh, things related to political views is is like it's an original sin. Like if you are not in line with it, then you are stepping on the baseline. Like you're stepping on the boundaries, and that's why it cannot be forgiven, lah. Mm. Anyway, uh, continuing. Correct, Do you correct. have other thoughts? Um. So. I think what is more apparent is the obvious removal of ads. Um, he was the he was the spokesman for a jewelry brand. I think either Pandora or Tiffany, if I'm not wrong. Um, and we have that poster on the first floor of the building that I worked in. So that I'm working in. So that was quickly removed, and you see all these billboards where uh, featured him also gone. So that is the mm. level of detail when it comes to a uh, Chinese uh, cancellation. Cancellation. Right. Mm. Uh, so that is the, the the visible part of this. What I think it mm. struck me was uh, he has always had a very healthy image in Chinese uh, mm. media. Exactly. You yeah. know, he, he is a... He, he Basketball. Sh- yes. Just, uh, you know, very sunshine boy. Yangguang Nanhai, mm. right? You know, his mm. healthy image promotes athleticism. Uh, he is a good sport when uh, on variety shows uh, people make fun of him or see him as a couple with uh, his co-star Gong Jun um, and he's you know he's famous for just like smiling and just saying you know whatever that makes the fans happy so he has been that poster boy for good behaviour and such mm. and for this he was even in he was even in the 100 year movie right yes the yes yes movie correct. celebrating the 100 year founding of CCP yeah so for yeah. all these things to be undone I think it shows the level of commitment and like you say, you know, the trespassing of an original scene. La. So that is what struck me about Zhang Zhehan. So on Zhao Wei, right? Okay, to confirm, Zhao Wei's Weibo is still active. I am looking at it now. Uh, so this is September 13th, which means that uh, a subsequent removal may not be reflected. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Correct. So for Zhao Wei, I think it... There are still questions over why she got cancelled. Um, that cancellation happened uh, last month. Uh, there have been some theories, as we mentioned. Uh, some say that it's because you know she always had some. She always had a shady business past, which uh, has resulted in her being being suspended um, from stocks. And uh, I mean, there have been some dealings la, with with uh, Jack Ma that. Uh, the Chinese government might possibly be targeting. So those are theories that have come out of her cancellation. But there have also been a, a school of thought, you know, talking about how uh, even if uh, her crime might not have even have been reported yet, but it's just something that the, the authorities are looking into. So, um, but given her so-called not so clean past, um, clues might be found there. I think... Uh, that's pretty much what has been known about uh, Vicky Chow so far. I think, f- to be honest, when it comes to the Chinese entertainment scene, Vicky Chow has been quite quiet. She has been remodeling herself more as a businesswoman rather than an entertainer, right? I mean, she invests in Alibaba Pictures and she was on Zhong uh, Chan Ting, which is a popular variety show in China. But I It's think- a remake of Yoon's Kitchen. Uh, from, uh, South, from Korea. South Korea yes. right but yes. since then you don't quite get um, 
any more uh, big productions from her. So she is... She usually back, backstage when she's correct, like directing correct, correct, or producing. Correct. Yeah. So gone are her, you know, Ching Shen Shen Yu Meng Meng days, gone are her Xiao Yanzi days. But those are really yeah. quite dated shows like, as you mentioned earlier. So mm. Mm, I think for me, when I heard the news of her cancellation... I felt like it was Shai Jing Bai thing, you know, to kill one to to warn the others because she is also in some sense a fading star but still has that um gravitas. You know? Yes. Mm. So you don't so so by by making an example out of whatever she has done, it's also a reminder to the younger stars, newer upcoming stars to toe the line, to to keep in line, you know, to not to not um trespass across certain uh Actions, actions la. La, mm. or, yeah, especially now given China's prosperity push, common prosperity push. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I mean, what I wanted to talk to uh, talk about Zhang Jiahan, right? Okay. I, so I wanted to get into the Zhang Jiahan case study because I feel like his also because in you're the very grand biased. scheme of <laughs> because yes, because I like him Zhang Jiahan. <laughs> no, yes, but I also feel that his cancellation, the grand scheme of things might not be the most explosive in terms of what we learn about the celebrity, but it is something that demonstrates the different ways of tafang. So in China, there's a term called tafang. It means like the house crashing down. So it's this used to describe when you when a celebrity gets exposed for something that is wrong and it crashes the image or their reputation or the career that they've built. So there are legality-based tafang, right? Like you commit a crime, like you do drugs, like Ke Chen Dong, Kai Ko, if I'm not wrong. Uh, very long time ago, this was uh, or allegations of rape, like Chris Wu. There are money-based tafang. So tax evasion, like Fan Bingbing, who disappeared for three months at a point. Then um, there are morality-based tafang. So you cheat on your wife, la, or you cheat on your girlfriend, like Shou Luo, la, right? Mm. Or you ask your surrogate to abort your babies, la, like Chen Shuang. So morality-based but I think, as I as we mentioned just now about original sin, the seemingly, la, at least to me, it seems like the worst way to tafang in China is politics or nationalism based because Zhang Jiahan is literally the fastest I've seen someone get cancelled. Like, Chris Wu took a while, really took a while. Zheng Shuang also took a while, a long while for her to get to that point where she was banned by Weibo. But it's the moment your political views are not seen as being in line with China's international positions. So, for example, if you express support for Hong Kong democracy protests, if you refer to Taiwan accidentally or otherwise as a country, if you visit the most notorious shrine in the world, so that's what happened to Zhang Jahan because he visited Yasukuni. And um, on a level, I feel that if you are so politically insensitive like you do not have that radar in your head that this is something that as a Chinese celebrity, I really cannot do and cannot be seen doing. And you go and post photos of yourself at Yasukuni Shrine, then there's a part of me that feels like maybe you're not suited to this life because you're not careful enough to be a celebrity in China. Um, but I also feel that it is a very disproportionate punishment for what has happened. You know, but I think you and I also come from different cultural backgrounds from the Chinese. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's something that China has to, or Chinese citizens have to decide for themselves. But I think you and I are on the agreement that they, that the crime and the punishment may not quite commensurate. But I think like you said earlier, it could be an original scene that he trespassed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for Chinese citizens, yeah. you know, but I, I do know that he still has fans. I do know mm. that he still has uh, supporters, uh, Chinese and non-Chinese fans. 
who still posts about him and everything because I see that on Instagram a lot. I also, on a point, um, disagree with, and this is both for Zhao Wei and for Zhang Jiahan, I disagree with government deplatforming or banning works that have already been produced because especially works like dramas or films, they take entire teams of people to produce and to cancel it, to disappear it off, um, you know, services such that it's no longer available to watch, right? I feel it's such a devaluation of art and it's a devaluation of the hard work that people have put in. And I don't agree with that. Lah. And I think it will harm, it will it can only harm Chinese entertainment in the long run because you're dis- you're disappearing your own archive, you know, and it's just very upsetting to see. As for Zhao Wei, um, I think we both know that she has had a history of some very questionable issues, right? Like, she, I think like when the Zhang Jiahan thing came out, then this thing from 20 years ago, she once wore the Japanese rising sun flag. So not the not the normal one red dot flag, the rising sun flag, the one with the rays uh, that is very, I think, linked to uh, Japanese uh, nationalism. Uh, she apparently once wore that in a in a photo shoot and then that was brought up when the Zhang Jiahan thing came up and then she later apologized and sort of moved on from it. The, the, the environment then was a bit different la, from, from what it is now. And then she was also like barred from China's securities market, like banned from Shanghai Stock Exchange and blah, blah for violating securities regulations, which is some financial thing that I don't really understand. She and her husband misled or allegedly misled um market information uh, they, they leaked false market information that uh, was seen as trying to manipulate the market so uh, they that were seems then really bad <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean I don't think they get I think they I don't think they issue such bad, such bans uh, e- um, easily la. so for her to actually yeah. do that yeah yeah I think that's quite bad it feels like I also don't know why she could have survived so long without being cancelled but okay well, um. <laughs> I think these cancellations, you know, they they, they they seem to be somewhat recent in its absolution. Uh, right, yeah, it does, right? Yeah. So previously, like you mentioned, when Vicky Chow wore the Rising Sun, she was cancelled for a while. I mean, obviously people were very unhappy and no one really wanted to work with her, but she clawed her way back. You know, and uh, she remodeled herself. And right now, maybe it's too early to see how this little swallow might change or how like, Zhang Zhehan might make a comeback, you know, who knows, right? In 10, 20 years' time. Uh, I mean, the Vicky Chow incident was like 10 years ago, maybe, or more. 20, yeah, I think yeah, 20, correct. really. It was yeah. really long time ago. So in that time, she was not an idol, like, right? She remodeled herself. She be- she befriended Jack Ma, I guess, in that 20 years. She did befriend she did, Jack yeah, Ma, Yeah, she did yes. befriend Jack Ma, among other things. Um, she had a husband, like, I guess. Yeah, so I think we can see this as a downtime, but I think going back to the point, this this um, level of cancellation is really, really something new. It's unseen, right? I really feel that it's unseen from before. Like, yes. it, it does feel a bit, um, it feels very, well, I guess this segues to what we're going to talk about later. Um, yeah. It does feel like it's linked to China's um, big moves, uh, the way they're clamping down the entertainment industry in general. As I said in my introduction earlier, I'm quite new to this whole thing, but um, with Chris Wu, right, I was surprised by the level of cancellation also. So I was uh, watching this show called Xiang Wang de Sheng Huo, and they actually removed him from two episodes that were aired like two years ago. So... Um, to me, that was quite shocking that they would Removed go down. Removed as in the episodes were taken yeah, down? Yeah, the episodes or were the just taken down. The episodes oh, were taken okay, down. Okay. So like on uh, Mango TV, which is this app uh, here, they they would skip past do, do, those two episodes. 
it's, it's not available. Yeah, so that level is quite shocking. Actually, I think part of this idea of removing artists' uh, works, right? And I agree with you that I think it's a devaluation of art and, you know... Uh, we are neglecting the amount of power being put in and the such. But I think it was also done in a way to protect the other actors and actresses on the production. So if they are seen to be very chummy with this uh, alleged criminal, then I think it also puts them in a certain light that maybe, you know, will not bode well. So in this show, for example, Xiang Wo's Shenghuo, it is a very zheng a show that so-called radiates positive energy where celebrities go into like rural China and work on fields yeah. and stuff, right? It's, it's also a very, isn't it also a South Korean show? Isn't it yes, three days, yes. two nights? So yeah. apparently it's so based on a South Korean or, you know, um, yeah, it's inspired by the South Korean uh, variant. So what happens really in this show is that you see all these people living together quite harmoniously as a family and as such. So they call each other like ge di mei jie, mm. you know, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as with Chinese culture. La. So to, to put him in a position where he is also seemingly respected as a guest and also as a senior in the entertainment industry, right? I think this is also done in a way to protect the other younger uh, stars, la, if you will. Mm. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Now, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers so far, do find us on the hashtag Pop Vouchers podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just look for hashtag Pop Vouchers. Now, some of our episodes are on YouTube as well, so do check those out. Like and rate us. Now, back to our show. Let us continue with Pop Vouchers. All right, now that we're back, um, we'll just share a little bit on what's kind of going on in Chinese entertainment. Again, this is very dense, so I'll just run down very quickly some of the things that Chinese authorities have done. Um, they have banned idol production shows, meaning things like Chuang Ying, which I think it's just called Chuang in English, and like Qing Chun Yoni, Youth With You. Um, these are all shows that like come from the South Korean uh, versions of like, like, you know, like the, the Boy Band 101 or like IOI, they all came out from this like sort of idol production competitions. And that was like copied wholesale into China, like imported wholesale into China. And then it was pop. It, like these shows are pretty popular, but they can't go on now. Uh, also, fans can no longer do voting based like popularity polls and whatnot on social media. So like you cannot tapang. Tapang is like, like you rank the person that you like. So like say you like um I don't know Zhu Long or like Gong Jun or whatever, then you have to ta tang and like get them onto the charts. Like you have to click like oh I I like him that kind of you know. Then they've shut down a lot of fan groups if I'm not wrong. Like a lot of like sort of unofficial fan groups that pop up for different artists. Uh, they've also talked uh, like criticized toxic fan culture. They apparently this one I'm a bit unclear, but apparently now they are trying to tie the action of fans and celebrities together by having fan groups be registered with the artist management so that when the fan club, right, does something out of line, the artist management has to answer for it also. That's what I heard. La. I'm not very sure. Then um, there's also been a criticism of boys' love adaptation dramas. This is like criticism in state media la, of um, boys' love adaptation dramas like Guardian, Untamed, Word of Honor. The Untamed is the one by Wang Yibo and uh, Xiao Zhan, which is very popular. So there's also now... Um, Criticism on effeminate male stars. Um, they say uh, they call it Yang Pao Yan Yuan, which 
I don't like to use the term because I think it's very derogatory, but it translates to something along the lines of like sissy pants, young actors, you know? So that's like some of the big moves. Do you think I'm missing out anything, Cheng Wei? No, no. But I think um, it's also, what I'd like to provide really is that context, you know. Uh, so this clampdown, especially the clampdown on idol competitions, comes after a uh, huge wastage of milk, which was um, mm. because to vote for these celebrities, right, or this... Um, contestants, people had to buy milk and scan a QR code, which resulted in fans just splurging on huge amounts of milk and throwing, yeah, milk and throwing the milk away. So that is seen as wastage and really very much frowned upon in Chinese society. So they kind of were sparked by all these actions of fans to begin with. Then came the clampdown on their behaviour. But I know that, you know, it has been widely reported and the such that fan behavior, especially irrational ones, or this form of uh, idolatry have been frowned upon by Chinese authorities. Mm, for a long yeah, time, for right? A long, yeah. For a long time, for a long time. Mm. And this is not just like Chinese celebs per se. Like, apparently there were, there were some BTS fans who uh, got BTS painted on a plane or something like that, or something like that, along those lines. And they got shut down also, if I'm not wrong. Correct. So I think there's also news, about, news on this about how they managed to come together to have to raise enough money to paint their idol on, on a plane and that was shut down. You know, So that is that kind of uh, actions have to have so-called gotten admonishment like, from, the pub, from the authorities. Mm. Yeah. Even though I would argue that raising money to paint your idol on a plane is not the same as wasting milk. La, but no, it, it, it does seem it like they're just... Yeah, it does seem like the authorities just don't want um, more intense expressions of idolatry. The idea is so extravagant. Like, where are these people, mm. you know, where are these fans getting their money from? If they're going to spend their parents' mm. money, uh, is, is this showcases of um, of luxury and extravagant spending, right, that the authorities are upset with? So that is on that, on that um, level where we all can see. But apparently within this fan club, there's also a lot of bullying going on. So like, for mm. example, if I bought 20 albums or whatever they yeah. do to, to support their idols these days, then, you know, if I can only afford five, then I'm seen as a lesser like, fan, right? Yeah, you're not as good a fan. Yeah. Correct, correct. But as a, as a fan guy, I would say that this has happened across fandoms. Like, I would say that like this doesn't pertain specifically to Chinese uh, fandom because... In K-pop, you you do hear stories of fans competing amongst themselves for who's the best fan, uh, or like within a group, somebody likes someone more, somebody likes someone less. Are you OT five? Are you OT four? You know, this kind of things. Uh, you know, it happens across fandoms. I don't think it's specific to China. No, but I think the thing about China is that it often brings things to a whole new level, right? So if we were to look at fan economy and how much it has grown. Um, you know, we are looking at billions of dollars here. So as with most things, I think, yeah, so China's idol market is expected to reach 100 billion yuan. You know, that's, that's a huge wow. amount of money. So that is exactly the yeah. problem that the Chinese authorities feel they want to target. That these people, perhaps they don't even have spending power on their own. They are relying on their parents' money. They are spending this amount to spur this economy. And it's worrying. Mm. So it is this, this displays of wealth that, uh, that Chinese authorities are upset with, lah. Mm. And I, I would say that um, the way Chinese idol productions and idol companies are run seems like very, um, I'm not sure if this is the right word, but personally, like, I feel it seems very not professional as compared to more mature industries yeah. like K-pop or J-pop. 
like it feels like there there is that term right girl jiu cai in Chinese which is like how to explain uh, you know jiu cai is like leeks you know l-e-e-k yeah. leeks yeah. then girl is like you 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 like it's not as polished la. yeah yeah but you then, know this is a very new market to the Chinese also if we were to mm. look at China's development it is That's understandable it's so fast yeah correct it correct. grew so quickly and so much money so fast correct like that's why I think they're not very professional and that's why there's the term girl jiu cai because fans feel like they are being exploited like we are not treated seriously they just want to get our money and the way they get our money is they make us buy milk they make us do these things make us da bang, make us rank them but then we have to so pay money to, to see also, them right? I mean, that's but they why, are so willing to do yeah, it that's, that's why, why they are doing a, it also what? It's like a bit of a zi chao, right? It's like very self-deprecatory humor when you call yourself a jiu cai because you are like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm getting like reaped by, like I'm getting exploited by the idol companies, but I'm doing it because my oppa is very good looking. Correct, that kind correct. La. So actually a lot of it has to do with also what the authorities consider to be a very relatively young uh, fan base. In terms of fan, uh, young but huge fan base. So if you're looking at this... um this uh fans what 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 is their profile what school going right so a lot of them are still students and as such so they are at the age where the authorities are concerned that that they might be easily influenced or they might just blindly yeah. follow an idol's actions thinking that it's okay mm. that is also I, part I, of the reason I, for the clampdown the thing that makes me really uncomfortable is them saying that they're clamping down effeminate male stars right, right. and criticizing like boys love adapted dramas because like, those even the, the idol group stuff again to me it feels very very gendered because okay firstly like who defines what an effeminate male star is like at, at what point are you effeminate like what if you're just very pretty looking then is that your fault like I mean some uh, people okay. just look like Gong Jun versus some people look like Sun Hong Lei <laughs> like, I mean it's Bo Pian no offense right? to Sun Hong Lei you know. <laughs> no offense to Sun Hong Lei he's a great actor <laughs> Sun Hong Lei is like no, a, a lot seen, of it, generally seen as a masculine actor. He is, he is. You know, Hu Jin also, right? Even though he actually yeah, acted Jin. in Lan Yu, which is the, the pinnacle of gay yes. cinema in China. But no, he's still he acted in Dong Chen Xi. Correct, correct. With Xi Chen, right? Yeah. Is it? With yes. Zhao Wei? Zhao Wei was inside, yeah. In Dong Chen Xi Chen? Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yes. Oh so my God. if you're talking okay. about it, right? I mean, what is this? Uh, like you mentioned, what is this clamp down on effeminate men really about? So a lot of it is what how you look like. So like you said, you know, um, it's not it's not anyone's fault that you look like Gong Jun or you look like So Hong Lei. But what they are upset, or rather, what the Chinese authorities are upset about, is this is this portrayal of very skinny, uh, fair men who who you know do not portray that that healthy that healthy um, Yang Guang Nan Hai or Sunshine Boy look. Hi. Right? I don't know. I'm very uncomfortable with it. It correct, feels like correct. they're just saying feminine traits are something to be ashamed of. Like, uh, it yeah, feels very uncomfortable On, on a level, I do think that they are saying that. But I think they also consider media as some kind of um, curation, which I think you and I both know and I'm sure many people out there know that they want to... It's, it's like picking models for a shoot, right? There, there is some effort and thought that goes into it and... Um, to what public image you correct, want to portray. Correct, correct. Like. The idea of um, what a man should look like. So, you know, if you have mm. someone like Hu Jin, you have someone like who, who is very masculine and talks in a very gruff oh, By the manner. way, I just want to say, 
I just want to say sorry. I I, I misremember the name. It's called Tong Gong Si Gong yeah. East Palace. I West really Palace. know the yeah. English name, but that's always was in it. Yes. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, so I think now if you th- were to think about the the Chinese stars that that they want to portray, you know, you you have people like you have people like um. Li Xian, right? Who is very young, Guang Nanhai, even though he himself was also embroiled in, in a... Squid. Yes. Even though he himself was also embroiled in a gay scandal in early, in his early days because he was oh, apparently wow. um, approached by a higher up in the media industry who offered him popularity in exchange for certain favours and he reportedly slapped that guy for oh, for doing okay. that, you know. So um he is like slap him on the face. Yeah, slap like... him on the face, not slap oh. with him. Okay. Slap him okay. on the face. <laughs> <laughs> just like... I was like, this this can go either way. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, or even people like um, you know, even people like Huang Lei, who is mm. who is married, three kids, but has such a fatherly three kids, yeah. yeah, three kids. Fatherly right? image. Yeah, fatherly yeah. image. Mm. Um or even to a certain extent like her jong. Right? I mean, some people might consider her Jong effeminate. Effeminate. Right? But he doesn't look that that bye bye Xiao Xian role type. Bye bye the, the Xiao Xian role type refers to this. He bye bye though. But he's not a Xiao Xian role, I guess. Very fair. But he's not a Xiao Xian role, he's quite old. No, but he, no, but he is not that level of fairness in terms of like mm, say Gong Jun, I right? I mean yeah, Gong uh, Jun is really very pretty. Correct, he looks correct. like wow. So that is quite different, I think, when it comes to that that skin colour. But I think there is also that sense of weakness in this effeminate, effeminate man. So there is this um definition that men must be strong. That men must be uh be able to have tan tang, right? To shoulder responsibility. Shoulders, yeah. yeah. Mm. So in that sense, they are trying to um perhaps in, uh, lessen this uh this look that has become very popular. So the best example I can think of is really when Xiao Zhan, as you mentioned earlier, uh, who was yeah. in um Chen Xingling, the, the Untamed. Also wanted, a very big PL drama. Yeah, he wanted to grow muscles and then people got very upset. People, namely his fans, right? That they wanted him to... Honestly, Xiao Zhan is another dude who I feel like has just been dragged down by his fans endlessly. Correct, like, correct. I mean, if we yeah, were to look really at the always... archive of our own drama and everything... Yes, yeah. he has been the victim of his own success. I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, so mm, I think I there is know. a specific look that they are targeting. Some some blame the South Korean look. La. I, I understand what, what you're saying, la, but again to me, you know, as a woman, it feels very, very gendered. It just feels like you're saying, Oh, um, you know, feminine traits are not welcome, la, right? Feminine traits are not seen as strong or valuable, mm. are seen as inferior. And the feminine look is seen as inferior. And you know, like I feel that as much as there are pretty boys like um you know what's a what's a I'm sorry I keep using Gong Jie as an example of a pretty boy but because he really is and you can't use like, Zhang Zhehan anymore <laughs> I, I actually think Zhang Zhehan is very pretty but his previous public image was Ying Han right? because Correct. that's the that's what they call him Shinian Ying Han Wu Ren Zhi Yi Zhao Lao Po Tian Xia Wen which but means like 10 years I was a 10 years I was a masculine dude they're like wow one day I become the Lao Po of the internet when I actor in a BL drama. But no, because Gong Jun is taller than him. So I think the the height distribution he it seems a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he's cancelled anyway. But um, um yeah, like I said, like pretty boys like Gong Jun or like pretty boys like Xiao Zhan, I feel like as much as there are that this this style of look is popular, there are also, you know, there are still very masculine looking men in the industry. And Every entertainment industry needs like a variety of people to thrive. China to doesn't be, think it does. 
right? I, mean, I know China you, doesn't think it does, but yeah. I feel that in the long term, and you can tell that the Chinese internet is torn on this. Like there are netizens who are like, why, why, why can't they be like be the way that they are? Why can't people embrace? the style that they are most comfortable with. Why do we have to control these things? There are voices like this. It's just that they don't get amplified in the Chinese system. But it's also, and I mean, they, get ignored. they also, to a certain extent, these idols, they also portray that image because they think it's what the, like the fans want, right? The so like, want. for example, when Xiao Zhang wanted to grow muscles and, you know, start to look more in, sorry, you know, manly, yeah, manly so, in that way, so, right? So, then people so, were very so upset because they wanted him to look as nun and as xiaoxianro as possible. So Yeah, I'm not comfortable yeah, with that. So so that, that also is some kind of like the fans trying to dominate the idol's life. Uh, and I don't know if um if I would totally agree that just because you start in a BL drama, you must look a certain way because what keeps coming to my mind is the OG BL drama that really sparked this all. Is which it is, addicted? Yes. And then if you look at Huang Jingyu and, and Xu Wei Zhou, right? How are they effeminate or totally Xiao Xian Rou type? They are not, you know. I mean, Huang Jingyu is a, what? Dong Bei Da Han 1.92 and still acting across Angela Baby, you know, Dili Re Ba. But again... Addicted is also another thing. Addicted got immediately deplatformed very quickly. Yes, yes. Um, but I yeah. think because it also was exploring a boundary that previously. Uh, but I mean, it really went went a full way though. I mean, the scenes that it portrayed were really quite graphic, right? Yeah, and I think that's why uh, Addicted was one of the very first uh su- more successful boys love genres. And after Addicted got cancelled, all the boys love dramas became adapted. Meaning they don't make it explicit that there is um, a romantic relationship between the leads. Whereas Addicted kind of did though. So what Addicted um, did really was to define that boundary that BL dramas could could operate in. And unfortunately, the two stars, they cannot appear together anymore. That's what I heard. I mean, there is that industry talk, but they have gone on to their own successes. I think one more than the other. I think Huang Ziyun is much more successful than Shi Wei Zhou. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, but none I mean, of them talk about their past um, exactly. for way into BL. It also feels to me like um the, the cracking down on BL dramas also feels to me like it's a crackdown on the LGBTQ community. La. Um and I I, yeah. I I do feel quite quite bad for those people because you know they, they do exist. It's it must be very upsetting as a as a young LGBTQ person to see the moves that are taking place, especially like there are some idols who feel very much like they enjoy looking feminine. Okay. You know, so that's that they quite embrace different. that yes. style. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So I think, but I do think that China entertainment scene seems to have, or seems to want that very singular definition on what a man should look like. And But yeah, I don't think I'm, it's I'm really, but I don't think it is that narrow because if you look at, I mean, if we really, I'm sorry to be we, we keep using Sun Hong Lei as an example, right? If you were to <laughs> use Sun Hong Lei, on uh, one uh, end of the, of, of the I spectrum. Should, I should include a photo of what Sun Hong Lei looks like in the, no, in yeah, the notes of the podcast. Um, no, but then you also have people who are allowed to flourish like Jackson Wang, like yeah. uh, like you know, like Zhang Yixing. Mm, Lu Han. Yes, even Shout Lu Han, out to right? Penelope. Yes, Penelope is a fan of Lu Han. Correct, correct. I mean Lu Han is really not the manliest guy. But He's not. if you see him in Crossfire, right? Uh, mm. this this uh, esports drama, he his his manliness comes through even though he doesn't subscribe to that typical look. So there is still a certain variation 
allowed within this definition that China wants to promote. But it seems to have singularly banned, for example, like this idea of wearing earrings or, or having um, a very effeminate vibe to it. But it is really a, a clamp down on looks. Mm, okay, okay. But That's you are right in saying that um, there is definitely a clamp down on uh, effeminate behavior or things that are considered uh, effeminate traits. Mm, yeah, and well. that really is an attack on what gender gender each gender should look like yeah you need diversity right as much as you can have Oscar Isaac you know you can also have Timothy Chalamet you know you can also have God I don't know Keanu Reeves Gary Oldman you know I mean you need that diversity in the cast right otherwise Mm. everyone's gonna look the same and you know there's no there's no there's nothing particularly aesthetically pleasing if they all look more or less a type yeah so you need the diversity in the cast it's also this is Honestly, China's soft power in recent years has been its export of dramas with pretty boys. Things like The Untamed, things like Word of Honor that have really resonated with audiences around the world. Or even things like, you know, uh, it's it's romantic dramas like Go Go Squid. Like, um, what's that one? Ashes Uh, of Love. It is dramas with extremely good-looking people and, and, and good-looking boys, like what people would consider effeminate boys. But um, it feels like they are... It feels very weird because like I remember when The Untamed came out and when The Word of Honor came out, they were praised for having... Um, for bringing like uh, a new a new era of Chinese entertainment, uh, Chinese period dramas and Xing Wuxia, especially World of Honor because it had a lot of Wuxia elements in it. Um, mm. it, for bringing Xing Wuxia to to the, the the global public, and then like it's just gone, you know. <laughs> just so it's a bit upsetting, like I guess in that sense. I'm two minds about it though. Like I agree with you that um that to a certain extent, these pretty boys have been the export of China and its exertion of soft power. But I also think that with them, they have brought about this genre of television shows. You know, some something that is not quite romance. Yes. A bit queer baity. Yeah, which has really been dominating a lot of entertainment scene, right? Mm. But in fact, there more are like a companionship. Lot, a lot this year was supposed to air, but after Word of Honor, um, yeah, they have things not have aired, been la. quite yeah sketchy, la, I guess, on the outcome of this. But I also think that because now you know the plots have been rewritten and people have removed that that romance element between the two male leads, for example, in BL mm. dramas. Uh, mm. And they know that by introducing female characters that they will anger a certain uh, ba- fan Segment. base. Correct. That they have really been about, like you said, the portrayal of Wuxia and the portrayal of suspense, the portrayal of perhaps companionship and bromance, which has been quite lacking, I think, internationally in different media forms. So there is certain, there is, there's always so a I demand, think that, I think. Correct. Yeah. And There's I think that this is spearheading, that, that China is spearheading this aspect of genre that we don't quite see. And that's also a result of censorship. So maybe this is the middle path that we can find. And maybe it will grow, it will expand, who knows how it will develop. But maybe, one thing China is, yeah. is that it's upset la, with the portrayal of male characters. So that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Um, you know, I would say that we had quite a healthy discussion. We have... Uh, a variety of views and hopefully it provided you a little bit of insight as to what's happening with Chinese entertainment 
And um, well, if you are a fan of any of the people who got cancelled, aside from Chris Wu, do not come talk to me if you are a fan of Chris Wu, please. But um, if you are a fan of anyone who has been cancelled, if you are someone who's interested in finding out more about Chinese entertainment, if you have ideas for what we should talk about next, uh, please do uh, email me at janly at sph.com.sg. You can email Chengwei at awcw at sph.com.sg. Sorry, that's a mouthful. Yes, uh, AWCW, yes. Uh, then you can also, uh, you know, email us at podcast at sph.com.sg. Uh, do find our old episodes on any streaming platform that you like, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. So, well, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, please stay safe outside. There are a lot of COVID cases right now. And thank you once again, Cheng Wei, for joining us all the way from Beijing. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, hopefully this was uh, enlightening and elucidating for some of you. Uh, all right, thank you so much for listening. Um, my name is Jen and this was Pop Vouchers. Bye-bye. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.